Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. I'm pumped to have you here. I hope you're having a really great day, a particularly fabulous day if you're working from home too, just sitting in your pajamas, periodically answering emails, but, you know, mostly waiting around for new podcast content. While I know coronavirus is top of mind for everyone right now, I want to make sure that if you are coming to this show for a little bit of an escape, I can provide that to you. So I 100% support all the advice that you've already heard. Wash your hands, make sure you're practicing social distancing, be smart, and even if you think that you're not someone getting sick, don't allow yourself to become a vector. We have had some awesome episodes lately, some really awesome guests. Last week, we had Daniela Monet talking about plant-based businesses. The week before, we spoke with Lindsay Dahl, who is the Senior Vice President of the Social Mission at Beauty Counter. And the week before that, we spoke with Pangea Seed Foundation Art Advocacy. There's a lot of really cool sustainability and climate-related information and conversations out there for you to listen to if you want to stock up on your eco-chic while you're at home. Plus, if you want to stay connected, there's never been a better time. Find us on social media at Eco Chic Podcast. A lot of fun stuff always being shared over there. There's a newsletter that comes out once a week. You can sign up for it, totallyecochic.com. There's a little pop-up that says join our newsletter. You can also find us on Facebook and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review if you enjoy today's episode. Something super exciting that happened last week is that Drawdown released an update. If you're not familiar, Project Drawdown is quite literally the world's leading resource when it comes to climate solutions that are already existing and already implementable. They add cost benefits to all of the climate solutions that they propose. They really have a super extensive list of climate solutions, again, already implementable, and they rank them in order of most effective. If you've been listening for a while, you know I actually have my master's degree in climate science and solutions. That's where this podcast was really born out of. And Drawdown, to me, is the most digestible form of data and research that I've ever really come across. I have a lot of respect for the organization, and I really, really love their book. I'm going to go ahead and link it on Amazon if you want to check it out. But it's essentially just the most readable climate research that we have available to us now. And the book came out in 2017, and climate science and climate solutions are changing pretty rapidly. So this last week, Drawdown came out with an update. It's called the Drawdown Review. It's available via PDF on their website. And I have been digging deep. I've enjoyed this review so, so much because there's really interesting new takes on ways that we can continue to reduce our carbon footprint, look at the levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, 
and just continue to inform the world, the economic sector, of how we can actively continue operations while implementing solutions that already exist. Today, I want to talk about electricity, because in the pie chart that is global greenhouse gas emissions, about 25% of our overall emissions are attributed to electricity and heat production. So a pretty good portion, about a fourth of our global greenhouse gas emissions, are attributed just to electricity. In the Drawdown Review, they break down electricity and the solutions surrounding electricity in three bigger overarching groups. And that's one, enhancing our efficiency. The second category of solutions is shifting production. And the third is improving the system. I want to break all of these down for us because they sound like these big, overarching, far-off ideas, but they're probably things that are already in your forefront of mind. So I want to start off with just talking about enhancing efficiency because that's probably where you as an individual can have the most impact. And when we talk about efficiency, it's probably things that you're already trying to be more aware of, like LED lighting and smart thermostats. Another thing that a lot of people don't always think of when it comes to efficiency is making sure that your home or office building or whatever your space has proper insulation because you want to be blocking out as much heat that's coming in and coming out. It reduces the amount of cooling that you need to do and it really helps cut back not only on your energy usage but also on your energy bill overall. Something else that can definitely help you out when it comes to your energy bill and enhancing efficiency overall is low flow fixtures. So that's maybe a low flow shower head or a low flow toilet. Not the most sexy thing to talk about, but when we're talking about reducing water, it also has to do with our electricity because we are in turn reducing the amount of heat that we need to be applying to this water. So we have less to heat, our water bills are gonna be going down, and guess what? Your water heater is about 12% of your electric bill. So a pretty good portion of the amount of money you spend every month could be cut down just by using less water. That also brings me to something else that I want to bring to light for all of us. A lot of the time, efficiency can actually save you more money than investing in new personal items like solar panels. I read this book while I was in graduate school called The Quest by Daniel Juergen. I can link that on Amazon, too, if you're interested in looking. But essentially, it was about all these different fuel sources that we have, the history of them, and where they're going in the future. And the closing chapter was about efficiency and how we can really start shifting our mindset around how much fuel we really need if we just do better with the amount of fuel that we currently have. So I thought that was a really cool perspective, efficiency as a fuel source. So I want us to all just think about how enhancing our efficiency at home can not only reduce the amount we need, but overall just make our energy bills a little bit cheaper, help the planet in the long run. Now let's get into this solutions category of shifting production, because I think this is where most people think of when we talk about making electricity in a more sustainable, eco-conscious way. When we say production, it's quite literally just where is our electricity coming from? And a better way to produce it than our traditional coal-fired power plants is something like wind turbines. There's onshore wind and there's offshore wind. And I thought this would be a cool thing to let you guys in on and why wind turbines are separated into two different categories. Offshore wind is far more efficient than onshore wind because wind is higher and more consistent. So not only in the amount of wind, but also in the direction of wind when we are going offshore. Onshore wind just means on land. So if you're driving down the highway and you see wind turbines in a group, that is onshore wind, which is also a really awesome option when it comes to clean energy. I'm a big believer in wind energy, and it's actually our most efficient fuel source right now. Another very promising source of renewable energy would be solar. 
And something that Drawdown suggests as a really powerful way for us to start shifting our production is utility scale photovoltaics. So a photovoltaic cell is just a fancy way of saying a solar panel cell. It's just the units that are on solar panels, those shiny little squares. And when we say utility scale, that just means like a huge concentrated array of solar panels and a utility is just a power company, whoever you are paying your power bill to. If they were able to comparably produce energy through solar panels as they are in whatever their primary fuel source is, which in the U.S. is probably coal, we would be a lot better off when it comes to climate solutions, just shifting that volume, that sheer large amount of production onto a renewable source. Also, when it comes to shifting production, Drawdown suggests landfill methane capture. I think this is a fun one to talk about because it's not always front of mind. But did you know landfills will be producing gases as long as we are throwing food and other organic materials into them? So methane is produced when we are disposing of any organic materials, again, like food or yard waste, and they are not getting oxygen to properly break down. Methane is about 24 times more potent in warming our atmosphere than carbon dioxide, so it's a really powerful greenhouse gas. Landfills are really this hotbed of methane production, so it's really cool to be able to think that this is energy that already exists, it's already being produced by our societies, and we could harness it and use it as a fuel source. There is some challenges around landfill methane capture, like just the sheer infrastructure of it. We have to find funding, maybe that's through public funds, through taxes, to be able to purchase a landfill methane capture machine and that infrastructure, and then also to be able to convert it. You're also going to need trucks or whatever it is that you're trying to fuel to be retrofitted in order to use that methane. So because it's a little bit more challenging to really set up systems to participate in landfill methane capture, it's a little bit lower on the list of efficient solutions when it comes to climate change, a little bit lower again than utility scale photovoltaics or even offshore onshore wind farms. But if a jurisdiction does own a landfill, it's a really powerful way for them to cut back on their fueling costs and just do a little bit better for the planet. Now, the last category that we're going to talk about is improving the system. I think this is an important one for us to just overview because when we talk about electricity, especially in these times that are getting increasingly political when it comes to climate solutions, I think it's really important for us to better understand what it is that we're talking about. A lot of the time when we say the grid, it's something that sounds very far off. It's like when someone says the cloud. I have no idea what that means. The grid is essentially just a network of our electricity, the production, how it's getting to you, how it's being used and transmitted, so that when you plug your phone charger into the wall, electricity is going to come out. That's the grid. It's all of that connectivity that makes our electricity happen. Something important to emphasize when we talk about improving our electric system is improving our grid flexibility. Grid flexibility really just means our ability to pull from different energy sources and different production areas and network ourselves in a more efficient, intertwined way. So what does this really look like? That sounds, again, very far off and hard to conceptualize. Would you put all of your savings into just one stock? Probably not because it's not very efficient. It's not very secure. And what are you going to do if you lose all your money? The grid is kind of similar. When we talk about pulling our electricity from one particular production source, what are we going to do if the line that gets from that production source to the generating plant gets cut? We want multiple avenues, multiple lines, multiple networks to make sure that if one line goes down, we are able to supplement it with our other options. 
So it's just making sure that we are pulling from multiple generating sources, that we are getting our electricity from various sources. If all of our electricity was getting pulled from, let's say, solar panels, how are we going to offset it when there's just not that many sunny days? What are we going to do to offset our wind turbines when there's just not that much wind? We have to be able to pull from different sources to supplement what we do have and make sure that we are as resilient and as prepared as possible so that when you do plug your phone charger into the wall, you know for sure you can expect there to be electricity running through that line. Another big topic to conquer when it comes to making sure that we are as flexible and resilient when it comes to our energy system as possible is making sure that we are investing and emphasizing the importance of utility scale storage. This goes along with what I was just mentioning about making sure that we're prepared in any case for some sort of network emergency or inefficiency, making sure that we have storage for any overproduced sources of energy. So again, if it's a super sunny day and we have more than enough energy coming into our system in order to supplement all of the homes or all of the businesses that are asking for electricity, we need to be investing in utility scale solar battery storage so that we can use that in case of a rainy day. Battery storage is totally necessary. It's not just about solar. I want to emphasize that this is really necessary for any sources of renewable energy that we are bringing onto our system. I have quite a few episodes about renewable energy and storage and just other ways that we can think about our energy system that I can link in the show notes if you want to go back and get a little bit more research. And I always say in the show notes down below, but I realize now that that's not always where the show notes are, depending on where you're listening to this particular show. If you're on Spotify or the Apple podcast app, there's three little dots near where the episode is playing. And then there's a button or an option that says something along the lines of go to episode. And that's where you can find the show notes. And so in addition to the books that I've mentioned, I will also have my research link down below because if I ever give any sort of statistics or any sort of scientific information, I would like to have it backed. And if you're ever curious to know where I'm getting my research from, it's down below in the show notes. I always have things linked if you want more information or inspiration or whatever it may be. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I've really enjoyed this time with you. Don't forget to connect with us on social media at Eco Chic Podcast. Always a really fun time. And that's where I'll primarily be during these next couple of weeks, these quarantines. I'll talk to you really, really soon. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.